your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. Not really a happy Monday. It's never really a happy Monday, is it? It's kind of a lonely Monday in here, and probably for a lot of people. 608-785-7914. Sugarloaf Ford, talk and text line. If you guys want to get in here, schools are be closing if they're not closed already. What are you going to do with your kids? What are your kids going to do? That's one of the things. Like, If any parents out there, I'm not a parent, so... I could imagine what you would do with, I, I mean, get the PlayStation out, right? Any parents out there have any good ideas of what to do with their kids? I've seen a lot of posts on social media, just, you know, some some parents asking that and other parents offering suggestions. Kind of interesting to look and see and see the creative ways of, of parents trying to get by. Obviously, some parents have to go to work, so there's other means. We have a where we live, it's just a little community out in the middle of nowhere, essentially. Um, but we but we share a, a Facebook group, or most people do anyway. And uh, a couple of my neighbors on there have already posted, hey, if anyone needs a babysitter, I'm home this day and that day. Or, hey, my kids are, you know, obviously now home from school, but they're teenagers. They can be babysitters. Um, I imagine lacrosse has probably like Facebook groups like this, similar to to what we have. It's really nice. <laughs> Your dog's lost, or you need some ketchup. <laughs> anything it could be anything, really. Um, but another another neighbor posted that, hey, anybody that doesn't want to leave their house but needs to get but but would need groceries but can't leave their house doesn't want to leave their house has a hard time. And, but there's this, you know, so we're we're trying to keep away from each other. Uh, go order it online because you can do that now at a lot of stores. You can order groceries online and have it set out for you. And, and our neighbors will go pick it up for them because some of us obviously are still going to work, still going to be in town. Can go and have the grocery, you know, we don't actually have to go into the grocery store, right? They can pick it up and put it out and... They pay for it online. Pretty simple. So I thought those were two two pretty cool ideas. Not really sure about, you know, how how a lot of these things work. You know, if your kids are going to go to to your your their friend's house, right? Like, okay, well, that's kind of the problem. Where have your kids been? And then your both their parents work. So where have they been? Um, so it's always like the 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 amount of thought process that goes into your, our everyday lives is, is is astounding um quick trip the last couple of days a you're going into quick trip everyone's in and out of there right there's i noticed today so instead of three registers open quick trip had the opposite ends of the registers open and i don't know if that was by design or just a coincidence but it, it got me thinking i'm like oh look they're they're even distancing their workers from each other, even though they're confined to this building and, and probably walking by each other behind that tiny space behind the counter. But then you pay for something on the credit card, right? You got If you're getting gas, you swipe your card. First, you got you, you put your card in, pay inside, 
but then you got to put your code in or you have to hit, do you want a receipt? So I guess, I mean, or if you go inside and you buy something, there's the keypad and you got to touch the keypad. So how many people a day are touching that keypad at uh, all these stores? Or you hand your card to someone and now you've handed your card to that, that person. Um, I posted something, a, a kind of a joke about that. Just like, we're all going to get coronavirus from going to Quick Trip in the Midwest anyway, right? Because everyone goes to Quick Trip. We're getting all our goods there. And a friend said, Apple Pay. And I think Google has their Android Pay or Google Pay. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I don't have this. So I, I'll have to look into it. But it sounds like a good idea. I think you can just wave your phone in front of the keypad. This would, you know, eliminate that where where everybody in a store is touching the same thing. Um, at least we eliminate that aspect of, of this um, way to spread the virus. Uh, Eric from Sparta is calling in. Eric, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, is one. The first thing I want to say is, do you do the right thing? Do you follow the protocols that the CDC says or the government says? That is the main thing. Follow the protocols and do the right thing. Thank you. Okay. I have to go look those up. Um, thanks for that, Eric. Uh, anyway, so yeah, just the, the the idea of touching a keypad and and you know do the right thing. Don't go to the gas station, but uh, people uh, this weekend stocking up at the grocery store. I think our our idea of of hunkering down and and what we need to to do that is is a little off, right? Uh, toilet paper shortages and what else was what else was kind of gone? Um, all the chicken was gone at the grocery store. What else did you guys notice that was odd? Um, all the chicken was gone. Uh, you know, you saw never-ending stories about toilet paper, and and then how Amazon's combating the people that are hoarding the toilet paper and hoarding uh, the soap or whatever you want to call it, disinfectant spray and a hand sanitizer. That's what I was looking for. So. Yeah, we can keep going with this. I guess it's never ending. Um, I can change it up too. I I saw you know this the Amazon story about the guy that was hoarding all the hand sanitizer and then trying to sell it on Amazon is interesting, in how they try to combat that. I, there's also I was you know reading Washington Post, New York Times articles. I just the first two that popped up. How long will social distancing for coronavirus have to last? You know how long are we gonna have to be this? How long will our, our lives be abnormal? Uh, is the selfish thing to think about, right? Like, man, because every day, like, I'm like, oh, I would go play basketball today at Viterbo, but Viterbo is closed. And I thought, well, I could go to the Y yet, but how long is the Y going to be open? And they're still open now, and they're 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 taking steps to to distance everyone. But like places like that seem like the worst. Uh, all right, Joe's calling in. Joe, go ahead. I have to say, though, I don't think that people are out of control with their hoarding and stuff. I mean, I don't see, I guess I don't see anything wrong with what people have been doing. If you listen to the media, you know, if I were, if I still believe the media after learning about them over the last 10 years, and I, like, truly got my news from, like, MSNBC or CNN or ABC or CBS or NBC, if I got my news and truly believe that the people who owned it and were pushing that agenda cared about the American people, I'd be doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. But you can see that it's just a hype-up tactic. So 
What is what is a hype up? Care, but I can't. I'm not going to fault these other people what, for. I mean, they're what's this the, is exactly what the media is telling them to do. What's the hype up tactic? Uh, to make it sound like you know, of course, the whole world's going to come to an end because the sniffles are going around. So that's what they've been telling people for a month that we are going to be overrun. We're going to die. We could have a million people that need to be admitted to the hospital. Well, we had seven hundred and some thousand. In 2014, in a few short months, you see what happened. You, you you read what's happening in Italy right now. Italy is not even cold. They don't have the they don't have the hospital network we have. Plus, they have a um, their median population age is over 80 years old. How many beds? So, how many beds does America you, have? Uh, we in 2014 we had a flu season. In a few short months, we hospitalized 790 thousand people. Well, 17 million people visited the hospital, and we still had basketball. I don't think we're even going to come close to 2014-2015 flu numbers. But imagine, so, imagine if there wasn't a vaccine for the flu. Imagine if it was just a new strain and everyone got it. What would happen then? The, the, the flu vaccine is only 50 percent because it goes against the two strains. All right. So, what was your number? How many people? Right, so. How many people had the flu in 2004? How many? 790,000. Seven hundred ninety thousand hospital beds for admitted patients, and seventeen million people visited the hospital because okay. of symptoms. The flu. And we had basketball all day long. All right, so seventeen million. The flu vaccines fifty percent, so double it. Thirty-four million. That's that's where we're at. Uh, that's a lot, and and I imagine the vaccine minimizes some of that. But all right, we're gonna go. We gotta go to the news. We'll be back in a minute, right here on with it. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM, 608-785-7914, the Sugarloaf Forward Talking Text Line. Everyone knows what we're talking about. We'll try to try to change it up a little bit later. Maybe an animal fact of the day. Um, Nathan texted in that Lacrosse has just shy of 500 beds between the two hospitals. I don't know if that's true. That's what Nathan says. He also said earlier today that the uh, grocery stores were and the quick trips were out of milk, which makes sense. That kind of makes sense. The out of toilet paper, very confusing. Out of hand sanitizer, kind of confusing. Um, And now Nate is texting me giant paragraphs of information about hospital beds and ventilators from the BBC, it looks like. 960,000 hospital beds in the country, 160,000 ventilators. So what did Joe say? 17 million got the flu a couple years ago. And he said the vaccine's 50%, works 50% of the time. So since there's no vaccine for a completely new virus, just go 17 million times two. 34 million. And uh, Nate says that, um, the health department on PBS this weekend said there are 960,000 beds. Not sure if it's true, but that's where we're at. I don't think Nate typed that up. I think he copy-pasted that. Oh, if you type that up, Nate, good job, because properly punctuated commas inside the numbers. Beautiful, beautiful text there. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Number three, how's it going? Hey, you're still alive. I'm still alive, yeah. See, I had three people talk to me over the weekend that said they heard your pickup truck was getting old, 20-some years old. 1996. 
Well, they said that you should wash your steering wheel. <laughs> wash. I, I mean, I did do the month-long wash thing at uh, Ship Shape. Okay. Well, they said you should wipe your steering wheel off if it's 20 years old, at least. At one time. And then about the toilet paper scare? Yeah. I don't. Here's the way I look at it. A person's always going to need toilet paper, you know? So, so it, it don't it, matter if you get it now? Well, you might as well buy it now because you could put it on the shelf. It ain't going to spoil as long as it don't get wet. And the price is going to go up. So the hoarders are just buying toilet paper. It's a lot of toilet right? paper. That's a lot of toilet paper to keep in your uh, keep in your house. I mean, it's not like it just, It's not. I mean, you could put it in a closet, but it takes up a lot of room. Well, you could put it down in the basement as long as it don't get damp. And as far as that lady that couldn't find chickens, you know, the truck probably broke down on the way up from Georgia. Well, I was at Sam. No, where was I? Uh, Woodman's didn't have chicken. Woodman's is closed at least three times at night just to restock their shelves. But they just didn't have fresh uh, fresh chicken. They had uh, frozen chicken. Well, maybe they had a bad hatch. I maybe. Don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, chicken business all my life. So I mean, the idea. I don't know. How you could blame the flu onto the chickens? Well, no, that's and not what we're saying. Is people are people are they're they're stocking up because they can't go out get get stuff at the grocery store now before everyone has the coronavirus, and then every time you go out, you, you contract it or give it to someone. Well, it's a good thing I'm not a drinking man anymore. I have my basement full of beer. Well, yeah, you would have to. That would be another thing. That good that would be something I imagine would be good to stock up on some beer and oh, chicken. Beer don't get better with age, old like wine does. Oh, it doesn't? Oh, it skunks, right. well, that's right. I'm glad you're still up and at them yet. Yeah, and I got my car today, too. Oh, did you? Is it got side curtains y- on it? It's no side curtains. I can install those, though. You could, huh? Yeah. Has it got electric start? It's got a keyless start, so I just push a my, button. My wife's got one of them. Yeah, it took, me, it took me about five minutes to figure out I have to hit the brake to start it. But I sat there, and, <laughs> and I was like, did, I, did they okay. just give me a broken car? Is it broken already? <laughs> all right, well, now you can go to Coon Valley and Rushford and all them towns, Harmony, and you'll really be out in a roll. Yeah, except that we got to do this social distancing, so I can't get out of the car. Oh, okay, that's And problem. the first thing I did when I got in, too, is wash the steering wheel, because that guy from New York was in there. Yeah, you don't know what he was carrying with him. You're, you're getting smarter, Rick. <laughs> I told you there's always light at the end of the tunnel for you. All right, thanks, number three. Thank you. See ya. All right. <laughs> Uh, back of the votes. Okay, a couple of people calling here. Let's say, let's get number three out of here. Uh, I don't know who this is. Who's this? This Jake. Hey Jake, you're on with uh, with me on Lacrosse Talk PM. <laughs> well, hello. How Hi. are you doing today? I'm all right. Great. Hey man, stay healthy. Well, I I have I have to put in my two cents on this thing, man. Okay, go ahead. And this isn't a. This isn't a millennial reaction. This isn't a boomer reaction, or whatever you want to call it. You know, I'm I'm probably about forty, <laughs> but let it happen at this point. The reactions that is coming out of the United States just shows that we need a real serious thinning of the herd because <laughs> it's getting out of control. Well, the the only uh, thinning will that will happen though is on the top of the age bracket and all the vulnerable people that have you know some sickness well, uh, pre-existing. Well, that's not necessarily true, you know. It's because the strain, if you look at history, the strain will evolve, and it doesn't take long for illnesses to evolve. You know, the the disease itself will mutate and it'll start infecting other people. 
Well, this is a very like Avengers Marvel way of to look at things. I think. Uh, well, well, it, it could be. It could be. But I mean, that that's my stance, man. It, you know, we're, if we're not going to have a world war, we need to have a good plague because we got too many mouths to feed and not enough food to do it. Yeah, well, yeah, we we do need to figure out how to feed people differently a little bit. That's a, a whole other. Who is uh who is the who is the guy that ended half the all civilization on all the worlds in Marvel? I just I totally am, I can't remember. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I I don't think I've watched any of them. You don't. You haven't watched. What kind of forty year old are you? I'm gonna get it. Somebody text me. The the big guy. All right. Thanks for the call, man. All right, thanks, Jake. Uh, yeah, somebody text me the name of the guy that sits in the chair in all the stupid Marvel movies, and then at the end he snaps his fingers because he's got all the the stones and uh, kills everybody or half of everybody. I just forgot, and I'm googling it, and all I get is a uh, Avengers stuff, or all I get is Marvel stuff, or not Marvel, DC stuff. Here it comes. Lives on Mars. That doesn't. That's not. I don't know whose name. Um, all right, we'll go. We'll go back to the phones. Eric's calling back. Eric from Sparta is calling back. Can't believe it. Uh, Eric, go ahead. You're on. Yeah. Yes, I'm wondering, uh, where is the honorable Mr. Uh, Main Street and the inimitable? I don't know. I don't know where they are. You, <laughs> Eric's always wondering where everyone, where everyone, Thanos, there we go. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. Um, yes. So Jake's idea is to get all the stones. Now I forgot what the stones are. Need to eat more fish, right? Is that fish the brain, the brain food? Um, get all the the stones, put them in his glove, snap his fingers, and kill half of society. That's Jake's idea. Although he hasn't watched any of the Avengers movies, that's just his idea off the top of his head. So you know, if anyone knows Jake out there, maybe keep an eye on him or stay away from him. Just kidding, Jake. Um. Did you get? Did I get the picture, Nate? Yeah, I got the picture, man. Oh, I just, I just, uh, I just. Oh, let's go back here. Nate's sending me uh, updates. What are these updates? Maybe beds. You, you gave me a graph, but you didn't give me the headline on the top of the graph. So two hundred and two. I don't know what that number is. Two hundred two eight. Yeah, Nate, you, you got to text me the top of that graph. Uh, <laughs> all right. So infinity stones. There we go, Jer. <laughs> yes. I love this when I can uh, crowdsource my terrible memory. Um, all right, so oh, it's seven thirty. It's five thirty. It's seventeen thirty. Um, all right, we're gonna go. We're gonna hit Scott's comment in the news, and then um, my friend posed some questions. He, they live out in California. The bar shut down. The theater shut down. The gym shut down. The restaurants shut down. Midnight tonight. Um, banned all public gatherings greater than nine people. That's what's happening in L.A. right now. It's gonna get. It's gonna get here eventually. Um, but but I just want to I want to talk about what happens when when that stuff ha- goes down and nobody has jobs anymore and we're all just at home not making money. All right, we'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, having a bunch of conversations on text about all kinds of things from Marvel characters and details to obviously coronavirus. Uh, Gary is calling in. Gary, you're on the air. What do you want to talk about? 
Oh, well, I just wanted to uh, say that I understand things have to be, uh, you know, limitations on uh, gatherings and that, but um, I really think they've gone too far when they start to say that you can't have a church service anymore with, uh, that you can't have a church service. I, I think that is um, about as wrong as wrong can get. Well, what happens if one person is has the coronavirus and they go to church? And that that's and that's the individual's choice to decide on whether they want to go or not. But they don't know there's, there's they nobody, have. There's but, nobody forcing them to Gary, go to church. Gary, what if they don't it, know they have it? They're not showing it, symptoms. It, yep, you're right. You and know, then, and there and there's that possibility. There, all right, there there is. But and and it's your choice to whether you want to go or whether you don't want to go. If I'm 85 years old and I have health issues, I, w- I probably wouldn't go. So are okay? you saying like the priest or minister sh- is obligated to have to go and expose himself? I, I would think that they would be willing to do that without... Um, I, I would f- I'm sure they'd be willing to do that. All right. Well, you better get the 20 and $100 bills out when the, that plate comes around. Yeah, well... You know, it's uh, once again. I, I think that's, I think that's gone way too far for uh, banning from our. Uh, we're supposed to have freedom from of religion, so I mean, I I think this is just going too far. All right, all right. Thanks for the call, Gary. Um, freedom of religion. I don't know if that means that we should probably be just not going to church for a while. We can. There's online church. You can do that online. Um, the whole idea here is to keep people from being exposed so that we don't overwhelm the hospitals. Um, some, a couple of people have sent me a story. Where did it go? No, not that one. Is it this one? Somebody, <laughs> somebody was licking toilet seats. Oh, here it is. It's a TikTok. Oh, I can't see it. That's why I can't. Because I got a, I got ad blocker on, so I can't see it. So I got to open and need a window. It's from the Daily Mail. Stupidity at its best. TikTok star 22 is slammed for licking an airplane toilet seat for a coronavirus challenge. The newest coronavirus challenge. Uh, licking, well, what kind of, that's, I don't know. Is that worse than Tide Pods? Eating Tide Pods or whatever? Uh, that one was, you know, the, licking the airplane toilet seat. So, if, A, you have to get a, a flight. This is an expensive um, challenge. Well, not as expensive as it was a couple weeks ago, right? Airplane tickets are pretty cheap right now. Uh, Corona vacations. Coronacations, I think that that's what we're calling it. Um, but yes, thanks for sending that. I don't I don't need to read that one. <laughs> I guess we could, that's one where you could just look at the headline. Uh, TikTok user licking toilet seats. Are you happy, Ryan? Ryan's very happy I brought toilets back into the mix. It's been like a week and a half since I talked about, since I did a toilet show. Um, but we are talking about toilet paper and and now toilets again. Um, let's see. Mike is calling in. I think this is Mike. Is this Mike? Hey, you betcha, Rick. Hey, Good Mike, what do you got? You, buddy. Hey, you... I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Everybody's just got to chill a little bit and relax. I know it's bad. Just step back. Take a deep breath. Keep your distance from everybody. Have a few things stocked up. Make sure you got toilet paper. <laughs> well, it's kind of the answer. best. It's kind of the best thing, Mike. Right? Like, uh, what are we gonna do? We're gonna have family meals now because the family is home for supper. 
Um, we can go. We can go outside, right? As long as we're not like interacting with uh, the neighbors too closely. Like you can go for a walk outside. Like go out to Hickson and go for a walk, right? You bet. What, what if they? What if they take your cell phone away? Now we're really going to be in trouble. You oh, know, man. What so will they? We just need to relax. And this thing that guy called in for the religious thing, they should be able to go to church. You can pray anytime. You don't need the goddamn church to go pray in. Yeah, I think so, I think God will forgive you. Calls, yeah, God will forgive you, Rick. You do a great show. You've done well. Oh, thanks. So I'll let you go. Buddy. All right, thanks a lot. Uh, I don't know if I do a great show, but that's all right. Uh, we'll go back to the phones. Uh, let's see here, Pete. Hey, Pete. Rick, how's it going? It's going. I don't know how. Hey, uh, you know, I got to tell you, I drive way too fast to worry about coronavirus. <laughs> but okay, I don't but, know. Those uh, are related. Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I drive fast. But um, uh, you know, when we're looking at the effects of coronavirus, uh, it's a, like a sore throat and a headache. It's not like uh, the uh, Spanish flu or the uh, Zika or uh, N1H1. Or it's, it's not like people are sitting on the pot and it's coming out of both ends. It's it's supposed to be, and, and, and the youngest guy that died from it is 40 years old. Yeah, so. it's pretty mild for most people. It's just the amount of people that could get exposed at the same time, since nobody is immune to it, is the whole idea behind social distancing is what... You know, is that's the idea. We don't want everyone to have the, the virus at the same time. Yeah, but nobody's nobody's immune to the flu either, and that's way worse than this. And, I, well, and a lot of people, a lot more people die from it. It seems like a really bad way to go. You know, I mean, a sore throat and a headache—you'd have to be, you know, one leg cauliflower ear and have uh, some kind of uh, pre-existing condition. Uh, and not and an immune system that you know couldn't fight off a gnat bite well, uh, to die from. And, I, and there's a lot of people in this country with pre-existing conditions. Don't get me wrong, but the youngest guy that that passed away from this is like 46 years old, and he had pre-existing conditions. I mean, he was he was in bad shape to begin with. So, yeah, I just don't I just don't see uh, I just don't see a lot of people. I, I just yeah, you're right. But the, but the idea here is to not overwhelm our hospital system. That's that's the idea. We're it's it seems pretty simple and maybe uh, you know I read I read a lot of like the, the, the experts saying hey it would be better safe than sorry. Essentially, like we're gonna do this social distancing thing, and at the end of it, would be like, well, see people like people be like, well, only fifty people died in lacrosse from it so what's the big deal like only 50 people and and then we sat in our houses for nine months and 50 people died but 50 50 people died but we're so you know we're, we're trying to be better safe than sorry but i at this point i don't think we are doing a very good job of that um i get you know uh we we played volleyball yesterday i think that's the last time any of us are going to play volleyball again and um, until we until we go outside, and then it's like, are we going to be able to play volleyball outside? The selfish person in me is thinking, mm, I kind of want to, but then I can't interact with, I can't come to work. If I'm going to go do that, I'm going to interact with like 30 people. And then I'm going to come back to work, although I think I might be the only person here right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, we can, we can run around this all day on how to do it, but... Uh, Another angle of this is the uh, these these guys went and bought. So this guy, Tennessee, stops hoarding bros from selling almost eighteen thousand bottles of hand sanitizer. So this is on uh, New York Post. You know these these brothers 
got their hands on 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer and went to sell them on Amazon, but went to sell them for way more than, you know, what they should be selling them for. And so Amazon put a stop to it. So now these guys, uh, I think this, you know, it could be a different story, but now these guys try to sell them on Amazon and eBay for way more expensive than they should be. And Amazon, eBay put a stop to it. And so, and then the authorities are starting to get into it and starting to look into, Hey, you know, uh, is there charges to be had for, for price gouging like this? Um, I, I don't know if it was these guys or someone else, but the, the person that ended up doing that decided to donate all that stuff, uh, to, to wherever. So to, to get rid of it and, and maybe, Hey, and that, it's what I, it looks like it's what they did. They, they would donate the stockpile, uh, to a local church and first responder. So, Perhaps since they did that, maybe the the authorities will, will, will let them let them walk for it. But yeah, that's that was I thought that was interesting. Like Amazon kind of busted them on on price gouging like that, and just and that's kind of the weird thing with toilet paper too. Like I, I had this thing about if you bought like eighty four rolls of toilet paper, how long it would take a family of four to actually go through it, and it was a long time. So I don't know. How, I mean, I don't think the coronavirus is making you have that bad of diarrhea but maybe all right so let's take another quick break we'll be back after this i'm wisdom all right welcome back to lacrosse talk pm 608-785-7914 the sugarloaf ford talking text line still kind of having conversations with multiple people i'm not reading all your text on the air but I like reading them because it's not really hard to read them and and then um, vet them. Some of these I can't. I can't read. But uh, John texted in. Lacrosse should make all bars and restaurants close except for takeout delivery. It's only a matter of time before the mandate. Uh, they mandated anyway, so Lacrosse should be proactive. If not being proactive, at least start warning your workers and maybe your community that that's going to happen. But then what happens to? Uh, to those workers, Wisconsin's minimum wage for tipped workers is two thirty three an hour. I think it, th- that doesn't exist in Minnesota. Minimum wage is minimum wage. I think is moved up to like eleven something an hour. Um, but uh, one of my friends in California posted: "L.A. has shut down bars, gyms, theaters, in person dining, and restaurants as of midnight tonight." So I think she posted this yesterday or today. So it's done. All banned all public gatherings greater than nine people. So what do those people do? Not what do we do because the bars and gyms are closed, but what do the people that are working there do? I mean, I'm sure some of those workers get to stay and maybe they're just clean up and organize and inventory. But what does a waitress or a waiter do? A bartender, a theater worker, you know, someone just working the counter. So another friend who also lives in L.A., so he's going through this right now. He goes, federal and local governments have to act now to save small businesses restaurant workers, other vulnerable people. People aren't going to make rent. Businesses will not reopen. Leaders must act immediately or the economic and personal consequences will be catastrophic. So what do we do if, when, when, and if, if, and when, or when, maybe not if it's going to happen, right? What do we do with these workers who uh, are going to be essentially out of a job? Do they have to file for unemployment? Do they have to meet the requirements for unemployment? Aren't there new requirements? You got to, you got to, you know, work so many hours, right? Isn't there some minimum for that? Or did they get rid of that? It's hard to keep track. Um, but he goes on to say, you know, some some uh, solutions, right? Rent and eviction freezes. 
subsidize sick pay, block grants for employers to pay people to stay home and keep small businesses liquid, freeze on debt payments, implement force, um, I don't know this word, majeure protections. I've just made it French because I can't, maybe you spelled it wrong or maybe it's me. Subsidize local businesses that provide an essential public function like delivering food to people who are isolated and can't prepare their own meals. There's a lot more to do. That's just off the top of his head while he's trying to, you know, he's trying to publicly social media this out and, and just kind of get an idea what what we have to do when all our businesses close and and people are just home, not making money. So they're not able to pay the rent. Not maybe not even, you know, like not a lot of us have money in the bank saved up for this because that's just kind of where most of society's at. Right. Uh, go back to the phones. Caller, who's this? Yeah, um, with everyone staying home now, uh, you're going to have, instead of a, a, a virus problem, you're going to probably have an alcohol problem because there's nothing to do but to drink or probably eat. So you're going to have a great obesity problem, which uh, you want to figure out, is the virus worse or the alcohol and drugs or, or uh, obesity problem? Well, why, why would people be obese? Well, you'd have nothing to do but eat. But, but eat and drink alcohol, uh, and, and maybe watch porn or something. Maybe you got a bigger porn problem too. Well, the, uh, it's not the deal. It's going to be like go to the game. it's like fifty degrees. It's like fifty degrees outside. Well, who wants to do that? Well, what else are you going to do? do? Watch grass grow. Well, what's the what's the alternative if you're if you're not at home? Then where are you? You're you're. Have you seen that commercial where people toss a basketball out the window and, and shut the window so to keep the air conditioning in the house? Okay. Anyway, uh, it's one or the other. So um, if you think that it's all that it's 60 100% slant at one way, that for, for every forward movement, there's an equal and opposite backward movement. So you might uh, not get the, uh, the virus. Which, by the way, the cold, common cold is a rhinovirus, and you can die from that from getting pneumonia. All right, all right. Thanks for the call. Um, Eric's back. What? I can't believe it. Eric, now what? Um, I am a Christian. Number one, I have plenty of food. My freezer is full. I have plenty of toilet paper, and I have plenty of ammunition for the upcoming um, maelstrom. Give me a call, and I'll tell you what I want for it. Thanks. Okay, Eric's selling ammunition. I know Eric has an AK-47 collection, so I'm, I don't know if I'm going to go over to Eric's. Uh, nobody's going to be stealing the fruit, food out of his freezer. All right, so let's let's change this up just for a minute. There's only a couple minutes left here. Where did it go? It's on my wall. It's on my Facebook wall. I saw this today from the I Bleeping Love Science Facebook page. Uh, there's two photos. Well, I'll just have to describe this to you because there's two photos. But you can go to the I bleeping love science. It's the it's not literally bleeping, but it's an F word ing bleeping uh, love science Facebook page. And uh, there's a black and white photo from 1886 apparently, and then there's a photo from 2017 of one of those giant tortoises. His name is or her name L. Dabra, Eldabra. Wait, two photos taken of the same. Oh, Eldabra is the kind of tortoise. Eldabra, giant tortoise. The tortoise's name is Jonathan, of course. All right, so uh, the photo in 1886, and then there's one of 
2017 of the same tortoise. He's 187 years old. It's the oldest known terrestrial animal in the world, hatched before the light bulb was invented. So you can go check that out. It's pretty cool. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, reading a little bit about him. Um, there were there were rumors that, that now he's the oldest at 187, 88 years old. There was one in 189 years old, died in 1965. Uh, there was rumors that there was one 255 years old. All right, go check that out. That's all the time I got, I think. Am I, do I have another minute? I think I have another minute, actually. So uh, no, that gives me a minute to read this. Jonathan is just a few years away from being the all-time verified record holder of the world's oldest tortoise. So he's, ha- he's, he's closing in on the record. Tua Malali, the current title holder, died in Tonga in 1965 at 189. Only one other tortoise was thought to be older, Adwatia, who died in 2006 in India, was believed to have been 255 years old at the time of his death. But, of course, that age couldn't be confirmed because who's going to keep track of that? In uh, in that in 2006, oh, I'm going to keep track of this turtle. Hey, I'm going to die soon, but just remember that this tortoise that the, lives around here is uh is like a hundred years old. I don't know how you keep track. Put an X on his back. But now we're we're marking these things, right? We're putting little computer antennas on their back. All right, I'm out. We'll we'll do this again tomorrow. We'll talk about more tortoise talk.